1: gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Ho, ho,
0: ho, geeks, and welcome to a Christmas-spirited edition of Smack My Pitch Up, the podcast that reboots, remakes, reimagines sequels, sidequels, and adapts some of your favorite and least favorite properties from TV, film, and what have you. And tonight we have, in honor of the holiday season, a return to something that we've done on a previous uh, holiday season. We are doing our own Hallmark-style holiday movies for the Christmas season, so these are not necessarily technically a reboot or remake of a specific property, but more so a version of a pretty standard cookie cutter uh, or gingerbread cookie cutter in this case uh, style of film that we've come to know and some people appreciate uh, that makes up the holiday season on the Hallmark channel. For those unfamiliar with the Hallmark movies, they release like 12 new movies a year and they're all a lot of the same actors in them uh, they have the same kind of tropes that run across all of them and so this is an opportunity for us to kind of explore those tropes that are used to kind of throw all these different movies together for one season a year and to help me along the way on this episode to come up with her own versions as well as a playoff of mine as well we've got the host of deeply upsetting amy bogart is here
2: hello hello
0: we have watched a number of really bad, like Z budget, romantic comedies together.
2: Too many, but also never enough.
0: Never enough. Mm-mm. And partly it's just because we they are so god awful that it's so much fun to. It's a blast. So much fun to pick on them mm-hmm. and pick them apart, and just the dialogue is is wonderful, wonderfully terrible. <laughs> the acting is the these are one the take, phoned in phoned in one take movies. Yes. They are not spending one take additional... wonder yes absolutely <laughs> and we've watched some holiday ones we've watched some just like standard mm-hmm. deals so we know the tropes relatively well
2: we do i am realizing now i did not put a talking animal in mine and now i'm ashamed
0: that is kind of important um there was the uh i think it's brain power media yes is the uh the company they we do love brain power media romance novel adaptations that uh they always have like a talking animal in their movies honestly genius it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not had the emotional energy to watch My Best Friend from Heaven, which is about a talking dog that is voiced by Chris Christopherson.
2: Gotta get on that. <laughs> Gotta get on that.
0: Very excited about that.
2: Yeah. Too so. excited. I feel like it's going to be... We're hyping it up so much that it might be disappointing. Like, it might be somewhat sane in some way. And then we'll be like, oh, this sucks.
0: Oh, this is not nearly as fun. No, no. As, yeah. Very possible. But we... Talking about sane, I don't think either one of us really went with that approach to these movies. These aren't supposed to be good. These are supposed to be like buck wild. We tried to recently watch a holiday Hallmark style movie that involved like a a bed and breakfast that was haunted by a ghost. Oh,
2: my God. We didn't even get through that one. That, that's a different type of bad because we love it when they're bad. When you have somebody to pick it apart with, it's just like the best pastime of all time. But if it's not even funny bad, it's just sad more than anything else. And I think both of us were getting kind of sad. Just
0: uncomfortable. And like there was there was not even any charm to how bad it was. No, it was just very sad. So hopefully the versions that we're going to be giving you on this episode are going to be more the charming wackadoo style of romantic comedy. Exactly. No one love for mm-hmm. the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So um this is going to be slightly different than we normally do on a regular episode because normally we have a fu- a, like a real take mm-hmm. and a remix take, like a wackadoo right. take. Right. But the whole point is is, is these movies are batshit crazy.
2: Oh, they're already full fuck it, so.
0: Full fuck it. We so, didn't want to do a serious one. No, And Ugh. there's no point in really doing four versions of wackadoo. Like, let's really center in on the art two versions, mm-hmm. one version apiece, and then we can like play with each other's. Uh, ideas a little bit and kind of flesh them out a little bit more as we go so right we're really this is such an important subject matter we want to take the time to have two really solid versions yes. instead of four okay versions
2: exactly so. exactly
0: so for uh for your version uh, yeah we'll be focusing primarily on the plot more so than the casting Ooh, we'll i feel the really good
2: about my casting no my though. casting
0: is pretty solid too i feel like i definitely uh kind of Centered in on some of these uh, classic choices for yes. for uh, Hallmark movies. So. There
2: are definitely some themes that we'll get into with the casting itself.
0: So as far as, and I did not pick a director. Uh, oh, no, themes. I didn't either. Yeah, I don't think any director that is a named director would do a Hallmark movie. I hope movie.
2: not. I mean, who knows? Like, maybe that's their dream. It's my dream, yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> Taika
0: Waititi presents... <laughs>
2: I would watch the fuck out of that. Sleigh
0: bell's ring. So, yeah. Starring, <laughs> I would love to see the it. The chubby kid from Deadpool 2 and uh, Hunter Melissa for the Joan People Hart. And <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, right? <laughs> I think we have gold here.
2: Oh, we got to hit him up. If I
0: was a director, uh-huh. if I was like a well known director at his caliber, I would 100% do like a, a one week shooting schedule, mm-hmm. no budget Hallmark mm-hmm. movie just for the fuck of it. I would love to do it. It'd be yeah. so much fun.
2: I would want to star in it write it direct it well there's been just a a one woman show
0: a few actors that have done that kind of thing before there's uh, I think it was Will Ferrell and I forget the female SNL cast member that they did a Lifetime movie oh wow I don't know about that and they played it completely straight like they didn't like wink at the camera at all wait was it for Lifetime it was for Lifetime what? Yeah, they just wanted to do one. and uh, How do I not know about this? I'll look it up while we're doing the thing and this see if I can get This is extremely a... my shit. So, yeah, they, they, it's not even, like, parodying a Lifetime movie. They are just in a Lifetime movie playing it fucking fully straight. Like, they're, wow. not, they're not winking to the camera at all.
2: Wow, okay, well, I wish we weren't doing this, so I could go look that up right now, right. but okay, let's then, get through uh, this then. <laughs>
0: what's this? fuck, uh, 127 Hours. Uh, oh, of uh, James Franco. James Franco was on, like, General Hospital or something. Oh, that's how he got to start, though. No, but he went back and did stuff later after he made it. He really? He might have reclaimed his role or something, but, like, he went back and did, like, soap operas for a minute. Wow. Just for the fuck of it. Good for him, yeah. yeah good for him. I love that. I love actors that take themselves like not too seriously mm-hmm. and can go jump in and do the oh, yeah. things. Oh but... yeah, well, because
2: soap opera acting would be so fun. So fun. besides the fact that you're learning your lines like fucking ASAP.
0: Oh, immediately because yeah. it's daily. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see what we decide to do with our versions here. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I feel like the title is really going to kind of inform what the a lot of these movies. It's either something completely general that has no nothing to do with the story at all Mm -hmm. or it you know the entire plot just from the title
2: mine is the latter Mm -hmm.
0: okay mine is also pretty close to the ladder oh good okay what is your title
2: a covid christmas change of heart
0: oh no yeah oh you're hitting i think probably a few tropes on this one
2: i got topical yeah look at this (laughs) timely timely
0: yeah in 20 years when they're like when did this movie oh yep oh, 2020 yep that's when this movie came the out. year of hell it's not gonna be like 2022 and be no. like wow that's dated <laughs> exactly what's yours called uh mine i decided to go with uh something a little bit more sci-fi
2: oh excuse me not
0: very i mean about as sci-fi as any hallmark movie would ever yeah. get uh so mine is uh grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Wow! Is the name of mine.
2: Wow! So, wow! Wow! I'm very excited to find out what yours is about. I now.
0: have like a actually pretty intricate plot to.
2: Oh fuck! I don't throw out
0: to you. Well then, let's start with yours. And oh can great! Play, My basic can bitch, bitch plot. Yeah,
2: we, no, we're gonna we're gonna develop
0: it together. We're gonna okay. flesh this out.
2: While I get into the plot, am I also letting you know the actor so we can visualize?
0: Absolutely. Okay, great. Also, I want to do a disclaimer that uh, this. These uh, pitches that we're doing are the property of the GR network and the respective people on this panel. And if Mar Vista <laughs> wants to approach us about getting a fully fleshed out script for this, we are 100% interested. Oh,
2: yeah. Hallmark movies and mysteries. Hit us up.
0: <laughs> I We've talked about that, that we absolutely want to write we a... We have
2: talked about this very intricately on our podcast, Deeply Upsetting, before. Sure. And we've gotten a little, like, too excited, so let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: feel and like we're gonna get fucking hyped. And you know what, Mar Vista, if you like this one, we can just keep doing pitches of movies. Oh, Walmart we have so many good ideas. And just, like, knock them out of the park Oh, that's for you. right.
2: On Deeply Upsetting, we talked about our our Hallmark movie that we're writing together.
0: Oh, Swingles?
2: Swingles. Yeah. yeah. Swingles, yeah. Hit up Deeply Upsetting if you want to hear about <laughs> Swingles because it's a fucking banger.
0: It 100% is.
2: It actually is, though.
0: <laughs> I i would watch that movie. Yeah, me 100%. too. 100%. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> so it has a hat ghost.
2: It does. It has a hat ghost. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>?
0: <laughs> okay. So, okay. My okay. plot. My plot. A COVID Christmas change of heart?
2: Yep, that's okay. the one. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. So let's
0: let's dig in.
2: Okay. So the time is right fucking now. And our heroine, Megan, is down on her luck. She's been cheated on by her boyfriend. She's a little older than she wants to be for how single she feels. Like
0: almost thirty. She's like forty. Oh no! I
2: mean, Katherine Heigl is like forty-two. I googled it for okay. this, so she's her real age. Um, she's playing her real so age. So Katherine
0: Heigl is the uh the actress playing.
2: Oh fuck yes, it's Katherine okay. Heigl. Okay. Your favorite. Yeah, my absolute favorite. <laughs> oh, I buried favorite. the lead on that one. Yeah, you hate Katherine Heigl, I so hate I chose her, her
0: so much.
2: But also, she's fallen all the way off because she is apparently a huge nightmare.
0: I've heard that from multiple sources from different movies. Yep. Yeah everyone can't stand to
2: work with her so she has you know how the mighty have fallen and so now she's doing this hallmark movie so she's playing our lovely heroine megan who's also just kind of annoying you know in that katherine heigl way
0: perfect casting thank
2: you yeah okay so megan has been cheated on she's single and she decided that like she's a woo girl 2020 is her year and then you know COVID hit And so she spent a little bit of time like feeling sorry for herself. But she also has been a huge, huge fan of Christmas ever since her dad died when she was a kid because their thing was Christmas. That was like their entire thing was that they would like do the Christmas together. So, you know, it started to come around fall time and she was feeling a little sad. And so she decided that it's time to like, Get back out there and find a love for Christmas. So she got on. Okay, we're gonna have to like make up our own generic Tinder kind of thing for this. So it's called like Matchers or something like
0: that. Kindling.
2: Kindling. Kindling. Yes, perfect. Kindling. She gets on Kindling, and she meets a sweet, sweet widow (laughs) named Ryan. Ryan the widow. Ryan the widow. Yeah. No kids. We're not involving the children. Okay. Ryan's just a just a regular widow. (laughs) Just a straight childless widow. Just a normie widow. A normie widow. Okay. Um, who, you know, also has kind of come to the same realization that like it's time to get back out there. That's what his wife, I didn't plan this, Anastasia would have wanted. Um, and so he's getting back out there and Ryan is played by a name that you will not recognize, Barry Watson. And Barry Watson has only really been in one thing, and that is Seventh Heaven. (laughs) He was the older brother, Matt, on Seventh Heaven. So he's
0: happy to get the work.
2: He is. Yeah, he wants the work. I think he probably, like, I'm going to just guess that he quit acting because he was like a cute kid, and I think
0: he could have done other stuff like Jessica Biel. Actually, now that I know who you're talking about, I actually do know that he was working on a... Follow-up to Seventh Heaven called Eighth Heaven. (laughs) Oh yeah! And for some reason, the pilot just did not track well, and they decided to dump that completely.
2: That's surprising to me because Seventh Heaven was so fun. His life
0: afterwards, and like him being the father. Mm,
2: Nice. Yeah. Also being a preacher, and then it just followed the same tropes. They also have like twenty-two kids. Twenty-two. Too much. Actually,
0: exactly. So you've seen the pilot then?
2: I guess I saw it, and I just must have repressed it because it didn't turn into any. It didn't come to fruition. Sure. So I was just so sad that I repressed it, but now I'm remembering. Yeah. So Barry Watson is our lovely widow, Ryan, who meets Megan on uh, Kindling. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they start talking and she kind of thinks that maybe he's like a catfish because he hasn't been single in a really long time. And he feels really weird about like uh, doing Zoom or like FaceTime dating or anything. And so he's always like having trouble with his camera and she just doesn't think that he's real because he's like a handsome man in sure. his pictures and stuff like that. And it's the
0: whole unicorn thing.
2: Right. Yeah. And after her tragic breakup, she moved back in with her mother, who is truly her antithesis, hates Christmas, has always been a big, you know, grinch since her husband passed, since that was like her his and Megan's deal. Um, and also like kind of doesn't believe in COVID. <laughs> and oh, like no. thinks that she should go out and do stuff. And honestly, I want her to be as sexual and inappropriate as humanly possible in a Hallmark movie because you know a Hallmark movie you can't be sexual at all so I want us to just get right to the precipice but not go off and I think it'll be very fun because our actress playing this has never practiced restraint in anything and it'll be fun to watch because it's played by Kathy Griffin
0: wow oh
2: (laughs) yep you gotta go get it girl yep exactly and she's like just go see him and you know she wants to say fuck him and like it's she's trying to work with the script and there's definitely like fun blooper footage that none of us will ever see yeah what can you do
0: that's in the mar vista vault
2: exactly yeah um and her name of course is veronica (laughs) so definitely the perfect name that's the perfect name for kathy griffin yeah so that is megan's mom who she now you know lives with unfortunately she's not thrilled about it her mom keeps like busting in on her phone calls you know with her hot widow boyfriend Ryan okay so the hijinks ensue mainly because Megan Katherine Heigel, is trying to convince him to like see her in real life and she's like willing to go get tested and he's not really and they're trying to like make technology work and the whole time she's you know thinking that maybe he's not a real person but still like having deep deep feelings for him because he's so sweet and earnest and he also loves Christmas of course naturally sure. Um, and trying to deal with, like, her mom being the foil. But then her other foil is her ex-boyfriend that cheated on her, Prince Edward. <laughs> prince Edward? Yeah, he's a prince, of wow. course. It's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, there that's There has true. to be either okay. a talking animal or a royal. Yeah, true. Um, so her ex-boyfriend, Prince Edward, who has a terrible British accent, let me just say. And he is still obsessed with her, naturally. Um, and is trying to, you know, win her back uh, via zoom and facetime all the things that you know hot widow ryan won't do sure um like and...
0: I, I really hope during this entire movie <laughs> he's referred to as hot widow ryan
2: i mean what an honor really <laughs> <laughs> it's better than just widow ryan <laughs> sad widow ryan sad
0: widow ryan <laughs> yeah. way worse yeah
2: it's um, more of a
0: lifetime channel thing it really yeah. is
2: um and so you know this foil and the one trying to get her back and that is trying to like do a bunch of over-the-top christmas shit that he like films and puts on TikTok or something on the Royal account is played by Lance Bass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He really needed a paycheck and he decided to play it straight for this one. Yeah,
0: definitely straight Lance yep. Bass. Yeah. <laughs> With a
2: terrible British accent.
0: I saw years ago a romantic comedy starring Lance Bass.
2: What? What was it? That
0: I don't remember the name of it. All I remember is that he like met a girl on the subway and then like they missed their stop or something. And then he started this like Social media campaign to like find her and then the the city in New York got behind it and they were like, got to find her or something. Wow. And then I don't remember any of the actual specifics, but I think it had I think that was a basic plot and I'd
2: like to see it
0: just as bad as you think it would be
2: okay and if i
0: remember correctly i believe there was a joey fatone cameo nice in it as well nice
2: and i almost got to back up your your boys yeah you gotta almost cast joey fatone but i just feel like lance bass is a better prince edward and i want him to be like kind of shitty and like trying too hard so very excited about that casting feeling really good about it maybe we could have like an exclusive in sync reunion song obviously minus justin timberlake because he's too famous now sure but like a good you know everyone else in sync song for like the credits you know yeah i feel like that'd be great or like when prince edward officially gets like you know ousted from the whole situation but of course her mom kathy griffin veronica is trying to get her to like get back together with her prince boyfriend because of well, you know fucking prince yeah yeah clout. absolutely Money. All that and She's Catherine like, I can Heigl live in the, like the
0: castle. And... No,
2: it's not my Christmas dream or whatever. <laughs> like some bullshit that doesn't make any sense. Um, but that we're supposed to like feel really strongly about.
0: According to this article on Goop, I don't know. I just assume that uh, Catherine oh, Heigl yeah. reads Goop.
2: She definitely does. I feel like Catherine Heigl in real life really, really wants to be best friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, and Gwyneth Paltrow is like ew.
1: Yeah,
2: a hundred percent. Like ew, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> That was my Alexis <laughs>
0: Rose. She's like, ew. Impression. Okay, TVs. Catherine Heigl <laughs> right. just really shitty about it. Like the awful truth is that you're a bad actress oh, and I don't like the you. The ugly truth. The, the ugly truth. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, it's so. It makes me so angry.
2: I know it does. We don't have to get into yeah. that. Um, okay, so while Megan has been trying to get Ryan to like reveal himself so that she finds out that he's a real person, um, you know, enough time passes, and let's say that Ryan's family has like a bunch of money. And he's been complaining this whole time about his brother, Keith, who also is, like, not in the Christmas spirit. And Megan is like, that's so sad because Keith obviously is, like, a way more broken person than you, hot widow. And he's like, yeah, truly. Like, he doesn't even – he's like a Scrooge almost. And they're like, oh, God forbid. But then they finally meet in real life because they get tested. And hot Scrooge Keith comes along. Because he already had COVID way in the early days. He's already had the antibody test. So he knows that he doesn't have it. And he comes along because he's just like making sure that his hot widow brother doesn't get murdered. And they fall in love. She has no chemistry with hot widow Ryan. No. None at all. So wait, Keith
0: is, help me follow through here.
2: Hot widow Ryan's brother. The one that has no Christmas spirit at all. And she's like felt. Bad and angry about him this entire time, but then they meet and he's like kind of a bad boy, and that's why he's played by Joey Lawrence.
0: Joey Lawrence, yeah, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, indeed, in case anybody didn't know. So
0: you got like a while you were sleeping thing happening, along mm-hmm. with like um, the one of those movies where the woman falls in love with the prince,
2: yep, exactly.
0: One of the 8,000 of those, one movies. million, yeah, but
2: also Joey Lawrence, like a, a badass because he like survived COVID. And, you know, Catherine Heigl's character is like a big germaphobe, of course. Like, you know, she's prim and proper and she sure. only loves Christmas and she has no other personality points. Um, and so he's like kind of a badass and he's like kind of, you know, he's lived a lot of life out here.
0: And he plays it off the cuff. He's like, listen, Catherine Heigl, mm-hmm. I don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess.
2: Exactly. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm such a planner. I'm type A. Woo! And like. It's all shocking to us all. I hope she does actually viewers. yell, like, I'm type A! Woo! <laughs> just, like, a weird, awkward squawking noise. Yes, General 100%. squawking. Okay, so I didn't plan this, but I'm feeling guilty now about Hot Widow Ryan, and I didn't even think about, like, what was going to happen to him. I feel bad about that, because he deserves better. He's, like, a nice guy. He's just really vanilla. Um, and Catherine Heigl is also vanilla, and so she was looking for someone with a little, like, spice, I suppose. So Joey Lawrence, of course. So I'm going to say that Hot Widow Ryan... Um, gets together with Prince Edward, who's changed his ways. The prince.
0: That, or you get, like, cougar mom Kathy Griffin.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: To, like, get wine drunk and, like, go after Hot Widow Ryan.
2: True. I mean, that would be fun. And then she just, like, rocks his world. But see, you can show that in the Hallmark And then he has, like,
0: a sexual awakening. Mm. Because Kathy Griffin just, like, dicked him down really good.
2: I feel like we're going to have a less likely chance of having sexual awakening Kathy Griffin. And honestly, a more likely chance at this point in time of having, like, a very, very chaste gay relationship where we never see them, like, kiss on the mouth. I feel like that is more likely to happen. It'll just be,
0: like, ever so light. But it's also Hallmark Channel, so showing the gays, unless it's, like, well, maybe they're trying to, like gay best friend. Maybe like, they're trying that's...
2: to, like, turn over a new leaf. Maybe. And so they just, like, have long stealing glances at each other and that's it. But they, like, never touch each other's human forms it's
0: like vi- oh, barely barely alluded to and then that's all we're like is there something happening? nope and then just scene change
2: right they just become like really good friends and like roommates or something <laughs> <Your> <laughs> that roommates.
0: they become roommates at the fucking the, the, castle the hijinks the king shows up exactly. and like the, the prince is wearing you know hot widow ryan's like <laughs> college sweatshirt exactly and It's like oh they might know but, mm-hmm. the prince didn't go to brown They were
2: just close friends. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's it. So they all live happily ever after. Joey Lawrence and Katherine Heigl get together and they have like beautiful Christmases with their child. And Joey Lawrence does not die like Katherine Heigl's dad did. Um, Kathy Griffin shows up and like has been. Turned on sexually by the spirit of Christmas, I guess. Right. I don't really know. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have a secret gay relationship that we'll never ever 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 be able to talk about from the Seventh Heaven guy and Lance Bass. And that is a COVID Christmas change wow. of heart. Oh,
0: there's so much happening in that.
2: Well, there's lots of changes of heart and COVID.
0: Many heart changes, many COVIDs. Are...
2: <laughs> well, no COVID. No COVIDs, yeah. Except for Joey Lawrence before the movie. Yeah. But he was fine. He just had like the the light flu.
0: He just like went and sat in a sweat shed for like four days and yeah, like, sweated totally. it all out. And it was fine. He
2: took like the hydrocodone Chloric- or whatever, hydrochloroquine. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was risky.
0: He injected bleach. He, he totally was like,
2: i Oh, no. He can't be a Trump supporter. No, no, no. No. He just like was like, that guy's an idiot. But maybe that's a point. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's making some points here with the bleach injection. Like, if you actually cut all the sleeves off your flannels, you cannot catch COVID. It's just science.
2: <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense, It does. Actually. It really does. Especially if you rip them rather than cutting them. That just makes sense.
0: Well, it's just science. It's, it's that uh, old trope of if your gun's out, then the sun's out. Yes. And as everyone knows, COVID flourishes in colder temperatures. So if the sun is out, it's less likely to actually affect you. True. So again just science
2: it's just science everyone yeah you're welcome
0: calm down it's just science (laughs)
2: calm down everybody we've got it under control it's just science
0: just science (sighs) okay Uh, so
2: that's that's that okay and i feel fine about it
0: feel cleansed Mm -hmm. by uh
2: i feel like i mean it's no oh god i wish i had one of those like amazing romance author um Of a Hallmark movie names, but I don't.
0: I don't think they actually exist. I think they just throw a random name they make up on the top just to make it sound like it's something important.
2: Oh, shit. When I was in high school, I decided that I was going to write romance novels. Went through a phase. Just decided that I was going to be the next, you know, whatever the big um, romance novel is. Nora Roberts or something? Yeah, Nora Roberts or something like that. And I did come up with my name that apparently I have repressed until this moment and it just returned. And my romance novel name is Anastasia Diamonds. So I guess that's what I would do. So a a COVID Christmas change of heart based on the novel by Anastasia Diamonds.
0: That's either a romance novelist or a female rapper. Anastasia Diamonds? Anastasia Diamonds. I feel like that's too
2: long. You can't really rap that.
0: Annie Diamonds?
2: Annie Diamonds doesn't have the same ring to it Anastasia is a wealthy name no matter what and Diamonds just like reiterates that so it's supposed to be like I'm a wealthy woman of the erotic sphere
0: (laughs) perfect so Anastasia Diamonds
2: Anastasia Wow I really honestly forgot about that for the past maybe like five years (laughs) so that's huge
0: so coming soon to Hallmark Channel Anastasia Diamonds presents Mm -hmm. a COVID Christmas change of heart
2: Mm mm-hmm that's Perfect. the one. That's the one. I'm
0: excited for this trailer.
2: I'm excited for Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Yes, he yeah. did. In fact, get run over by a spaceship. <laughs> Love the, you know, the gender swap there.
0: It's important, and it's and primarily because the casting that I wanted for Grandpa, okay. was very <laughs> oh, important. Oh no, I'm so, scared. Is so it
2: Johnny Knoxville, it and is bad. Grandpa?
0: No, it's not a bad Grandpa <laughs> crossover. Bad grandpa
2: got run over by a spaceship.
0: That's the sequel. <laughs> Uh, Where it's Johnny Naxville, who's the next door neighbor grandpa, gets run over (laughs) by another spaceship.
2: God. They should really see that coming. Grandpa should stay inside.
0: Grandpa really should stay inside. (laughs) So, opening sequence. Okay. Huge blizzard. Mm Mm-hmm. This uh, two people with two different sleds with sled dogs are traveling through the snow, Mm -hmm. and the blizzard's getting too much, and... It's a male and a female, and the male is just like, I'll go ahead to see if I can find a way through. And there's just, like, snow drifts, and it's, like, barely seen. And she keeps screaming, come back, we've got to turn back. And he's like, no, I think we can get through. Terrifying. And then then she's like, you know, like, Trevor, Trevor. And then it just cuts to black.
2: Oh, no, Trevor.
0: So then it goes to, like, four years later. And come to find out, uh, Trevor and uh, Eliza, that was the woman that was yelling Trevor, They were married and they were uh, they raised sled dogs and did like competitive like uh, sled dog racing in uh, the north. Like up in like Alaska area. And uh, they were trying to get through to try to save other people that were trapped in in the snow. Mm -hmm. uh, And Trevor ended up dying. Wow. And so this is like discussed in a conversation with her and her dad that she lives with now. Sure. Uh, He helps her with like raising their kid you know who's mm. about you know what's the best precocious age like eight mm.
2: six like six
0: six okay so the kid was like two when the yeah. dad died just doesn't really remember dad too much um just the uh, just stories mostly right um it just goes around in the entire movie it's just like i'm precocious and that's it love that yeah perfect so there, did you cast him i did not cast the kid because who fucking cares um true and also, adorable child there's I understand that the arc of like a child actor is limited. Well, they'll, well, they will swan dive pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but if you're done by six yeah, where you're a like grade Z actor that you made it enough to be a recognizable name, but you're now in Hallmark movies, Oof. that's a hard turn.
2: That's really tragic. You're going to get
0: to like early teens yeah. before you get shat out the bottom of Hollywood. Right. So I, I didn't feel like it was uh responsible for, of me to, uh, prematurely end a child's career by True. putting them Unless in Unless you're K- just like movie.
2: born into it and you're like Tori Spelling's child.
0: Right, yeah. Like, and then
2: this is your legacy.
0: Anna an, 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 Say Spelling.
2: What? Anna Say? Anna Say. Oh, I hate that. Yeah,
0: I just made something up. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's painful. Yeah. She would do that though.
0: She would. Uh, so, okay, so it's, it's realized that it's been about four years uh, that this is now a widow. You gotta have widows mm-hmm. in there.
2: You got to. So
0: she's a widow. She's got like a six-year-old precocious child uh, living with the father. Um, Eliza Snow is the last name. Love It's played by Candace Cameron.
2: Of course, yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: then the grandfather, who uh, who might run into some trouble oh. uh, in, shortly in this story, is played by one, the one and only Henry Winkler.
2: Wow. So love the
0: Henry Winkler. I've seen him in Hallmark movies before, too. Oh, wow. And he still... Steals every scene.
2: Yeah, I'm even sure. in sure. Even
0: in a Hallmark movie, he's still a lot of fun to watch, so I'm super well, into it. Well,
2: Cameron honestly has the screen presence of a saltine, and that just is the fact.
0: I think she just has an entire life of a saltine. I don't think that there's anything of oh. any value or excitement that happens to her in her life whatsoever, and for all I know, she's got like a weird sex murder dungeon thing happening Ooh. in her basement and that nobody knows about, and she's into some really weird dark shit, and that would be amazing, honestly. I think that would revitalize her career. But no. Honestly,
2: I love that for her.
0: Yeah, she's definitely like Sister of Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, kind of level of saltine happening. So Wait, what? Or Kirk Cameron. They're related? Kirk and Candace Cameron, yeah. They're <gasps> brother and sister. Where have I been? I don't know. That's why they're both super Jesus-y. They were raised like ultra religious.
2: Wow. Okay. All right. Got it.
0: Yeah. So See, you learn things from Smack My Pitch Up. Truly.
2: It's I always an... am learning things.
0: I've been telling... Apple, uh, Mm -hmm. Apple Podcast. this Mm -hmm. is an educational show.
2: Clearly. And
0: they're like, no, you say dicks a lot. It's a comedy. And I'm like, come on.
2: People need to learn about dicks.
0: They do need to learn about dicks. Unfortunately, not nearly enough dicks in this movie. No. Hallmark. But so Eliza is being like kind of coached by Henry Winkler. Like Mm -hmm. you got to get out there. And he's Grandpa Walt. Of course. Yeah. Good, good, solid grandpa name. Great grandpa name. So he's like, you got to get up out there. I miss him too. I miss Trevor too. Like, mm-hmm. But you know, the boy needs a father. You need a husband. Like, sure, It's course. Hallmark. So we're not even yeah. like, you need to get back out there and just like meet somebody nice. It's like, you need to marry someone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, um, there's no one on this planet for me. Right? Okay. So set up. So good to go. So uh, cut to, they live in a, a very, very rural area. They raise snow dogs in like the Alaskan tundra. And wow. the like, nearest t- town is like 20 miles away. Um, and they go there for supplies and stuff, but they're out in the middle of nowhere. So cut to uh, a really shoddily together, uh, put together set of the helm of a spaceship and military satellites are shooting at it. And it's, it's cutting through really bad CGI of the spaceship, like dodging laser beam shots from satellites as it's trying to enter Earth- Earth's orbit. And it gets shot. And it comes tearing through the sky above Alaska with smoke billowing out in the day as Henry Winkler is feeding the dogs that are outside. And he's oh like he's like feeding up near the barn. And here comes this spaceship that's like flying and uh and coming right for him. And he starts running and he's running from it. It's like a uh a, 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 north by northwest, the where the plane is chasing him through the f- field. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's like that scene, but with a spaceship and Henry Winkler running wow. with his little fisherman hat, even though it's like fucking like negative twelve degrees. Right. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's his look. And so he ends up um like ducking just in time, but he ends up breaking his leg. Oh no. Yeah, ends up breaking his leg and uh and the spaceship like crashes into the barn. So it's like hidden away. It doesn't knock down the barn, but it like crashes into it. So the barn's still standing, the spaceship's inside the barn. And then uh Henry Winkler's like hurt and then uh, Eliza comes out to check out the commotion and sees that there's like smoke billowing from the barn so she makes sure that her dad's okay and he's okay he's just you know got a broken leg and he's in a lot of pain Um, and then she goes to check out the barn and sees that there's this crashed spaceship right and so as she's looking at it you see like this hatch open up Mm -hmm. and a silver suit covered creature coming out of the spaceship and hot it looks like a weird, creepy alien. There's like a weird face on this thing. It looks like a weird, scary creature. And turns out that's just like the helmet, the mm-hmm. space helmet that it wears, and takes it off, revealing that the alien is, in fact, James Vanderbeek.
2: Beek. Wow. Best case scenario. Yes.
0: And he tries to play it off like he's an experimental pilot mm-hmm. for the U.S. military, but she's not quite buying it, but mm-hmm. she can't begin to accept the fact that this is actually an alien. Yeah, of so course So she's not. holding on to that lie Yeah. just a little bit, just like accepting it for now mm-hmm. even though she doesn't quite buy it. Right. And uh, she asks, you know, what's your name? And he's like, I am uh, Hugh. Hugh Man.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah. No.
0: And she's like, nice to meet you, Hugh. Oh
2: my god. Yes.
0: So I'm so upset. So they take Henry Wingler into town, he mm-hmm. gets a cast on his foot, and, you know, they, they live a hard life, they need help around the farm, and uh, or helping with the sled dogs, and feeding them, mm-hmm. and like chores around the uh, the uh, ranch, and everything. So, Hugh, uh, they strike a deal that Hugh agrees to help out with Grandpa's chores in exchange for room and board, mm-hmm. when he prepares for his trip. He said that he he was heading in the right direction, but he just make didn't make it all the way, that he was actually heading for the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Eliza is asking, you know, why are you going to the North Pole? And he's like, research. It has to do with, like, spe- a special mission that I'm on. And she keeps prying, and you get a little bit more information and a little bit more information uh, steadily, giving you an idea that it may have something to do with Santa Claus. Wow. Now, Eliza, because of when Trevor died, she's always been a huge fan of Christmas, but she hasn't been celebrating in the last, like, four years because it's too painful. Right. But as she's talking about, it's like Santa Claus with Hugh Mann, and they're talking about...
2: I will never be okay about it. never that. be okay
0: with it? No. Okay, well...
2: <laughs> I love it and I hate it. I
0: agree to disagree?
2: I mostly hate you. We had,
0: I get that. Okay, I very cool. much get that.
2: We're on the same page.
0: So she's talking to Hugh Mann who just doesn't seem to have a real understanding of Christmas and the reason behind it. And then he has this weird bone to pick with Santa oh. where he thinks Santa's just this piece of shit. Wow and he just hates him and she's like no santa represents like the the spirit of giving it's not so much a person but like an idea and what it what it's about giving to the world and like and caring about people and like respecting people and like giving to those that are like more disenfranchised than you and just the the idea the spirit of christmas you know mm-hmm. and human at first has a l- little bit of a struggle kind of understanding that very hu- human concept even though he is human he he struggles with it. But as he starts to spend more time with um, Eliza and her uh, unnamed child, that's just like, I'm precocious. And right. Hugh Man is like, <laughs> yes, you are, child. And then just hard pat on top of head. <laughs> he starts to realize that there's this warmth to this family, even the, in the worst situations where the father died years ago. The kid never really got to know their father. Like, right. it's this really sad situation there's still this warmth and love that comes like emanating off of them. They're just genuinely good people, hardworking rural Alaskan people. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth people. And he starts to really understand the nature, the, like human nature, like the best parts of human nature. And there seems to be something that's developing between him and Eliza that mm-hmm. she's starting to, as she's talking about Christmas more and wanting to kind of get, Hugh into the spirit of Christmas more, they're like decorating. They're building a snowman and doing all these cute Aww. holiday things to kind of teach him about Christmas. She's starting to get into it as well and really beginning to celebrate Christmas for the first time since her husband died. And so the the magic of the holiday is really affecting them both. Uh, Hugh for the first time and Eliz- uh, Eliza since the first time since her husband died. And then one night, one one cold night, where they're all. Tucked away and you know, the kid's in bed and Henry Winkler has passed out in a recliner, and they go and they're sitting in the kitchen just talking and drinking eggnog and mm-hmm. and flirting. Hugh comes out with it and tells her the whole story. Is mm-hmm. that he is actually from um the planet Klaus. Oh wow. And he is of a species known as the the Elveses. The elves as as some people pronounce it. And <laughs> a uh, experimental uh, aircraft or spacecraft Mm -hmm. was stolen from them hundreds of years ago by one of their pilots Mm -hmm. uh, by the name of uh, Santa. And it was faster than light travel, which explains why Santa can get to all the houses in one night Mm -hmm, is he uses mm -hmm. this uh, this uh, alien spacecraft (laughs) to get to all the children on Earth to give. (laughs) And the reason that Santa stole it was un- unknown to, to, uh, to Hugh Mann. He just knows that his species has not been able to recreate this special technology since. Mm-hmm. And uh, with their planet dying, they need this technology to survive. And so he's explaining this to her that like Santa's an alien. He's an alien of the same species as Santa. And that he's there to take back the technology so his, his species can survive. And, uh, and of course, she doesn't believe him. Right. And she thinks, like, maybe that wreck, like, he banged his head harder than she thought. and yeah. Or maybe he's just crazy. And, like, um, she she kind of, like, dismisses it. And he's, of course, heartbroken. Right. And he says the reason he's there is that he needs to get to the North Pole. And that he was hoping that she could take him with her sled dogs uh, to the North Pole. So that he can face Santa and get his te- technology back. Of course, she denies him. and uh, And they go to bed. Well, she wakes up in the morning. And... Some of her sled dogs and one of her sleds is gone. Oh wow! He was taking it, and he is not an experienced sled dog person. There's some scenes in the movie where she's teaching him how to do the sledding stuff. Montages. Montages of sledding. Oh, yes. Uh, teaching him, you know, what she does, and he's, you know, gets the basic idea, but he's terrible at it. Mm-hmm. So, and he makes that's some. Endearing. He, he makes friends with one of the dogs, and there's that moment of like, oh, they don't like just anybody. Like that's really interesting Aww. that they like you, and the dog's like, oh, I like you, and jumping up on him. <laughs> Uh, sure, talking dogs, Love fuck it. Love when dogs say that, yeah. yeah. sure, why not? So, she realizes that Hugh that is out with her dogs and heading towards the North Pole, and he has no idea what he's doing, and, uh, there's no one that's anywhere even close that they're gonna be able to get to him as quick as she could. Mm-hmm. So, she takes off with the other sled dogs to chase him, thus kind of turning into a similar situation that she was in with her husband four oh, years no. before. And so, as she's chasing... Uh, chasing him down and heading towards the North Pole, uh, the weather's getting a little bit rougher and a little bit rougher. And finally, she does actually catch up to Hugh, uh, not far out from what he has said is where Santa lives in the North Pole. And uh, and the weather's really bad, and they have to, like, shelter, like, dig into the snow and create, like, a temporary shelter in this, in a snow bank in order to survive the worst of the snow, and the dogs are in there with them and it's, like, this really, like, really close-quarter situation And they kiss for the first time. Ooh! And she says, you know, that I don't know if you're crazy or if you're an alien or you're just pulling my leg. But, you know, I can't deny that there's something here. Does she
2: (laughs) really say you're just pulling my leg in the script? I hope she does. She says
0: pulling my leg. Of course she does. Definitely. Of
2: course she does. Cameron, Candace Cameron wrote that into the script.
0: She, yeah, that wasn't in the script. But she's (laughs) like, I always say pulling my leg. So (laughs)
2: got. it's like a trademark. It
0: is. So the next morning, most of the storm has subsided and they're closer to way closer to where the North Pole is supposed to be than where their home is. Mm -hmm. So Hugh Mann uh, convinces Eliza Snow to go with him to find the North Pole. And in her mind, you know, she's like, if we go and there isn't a North Pole there, will you drop this and you can just like move on? And he's like, then if if it's not there, then I'm crazy. And right and you're you're right I'm crazy I'll get help and then I will drop this completely and she's like okay cool well, you know maybe maybe this is what he needs so she follows him and once you know it they crest this hill and there's full on like santa land i mean oh, like wow. everything looks like it's made out of fucking candy mm-hmm. like it's just like a really big house with like a bunch of snowmen in front of it and there's like fucking cotton candy smoke coming out of the chimney it looks like something out of a cartoon mm-hmm. and so she's like blown away and then she looks up at him like, oh fuck, if Santa's real, then maybe like he is an alien. Like this is yeah. crazy. And so they agree to like sneak in uh later on that night. Mm-hmm. Um of course day and night happens a little bit differently, but sure. fuck it. We're not even gonna worry about this Doesn't for matter. a Hallmark movie. Yeah. So when it's dark, they go and they try to sneak into uh Santa's stables where mm-hmm. he keeps the sleigh and the reindeer. And therefore probably the space technology that he's mm-hmm. converted to, to uh, visit all the children. And Hugh Mann is a little bit conflicted at this point because he does know that if he takes the technology away, then the kids aren't going to have presents on Christmas. Yeah, There's no way for Santa to do his work. But on the other hand, his planet is dying and his people will suffer from it. And so because of that, like he decides to go through with it. And Eliza's like, yeah, I mean, you can't let your people die. That sucks for the kids, but at, at least they're just going to, they're still going to live. They're just yeah. out of presence. Like it sucks for the kids, but you know, uh, better than dead people. So wow, she's this like is reluctantly... some heavy shit, man, Yeah, and then he gets caught by Santa, and then there's like a very well uh, choreographed, not at all well choreographed uh, right. fight scene between Santa Claus and Hugh Mann.
2: Do you have Santa cast?
0: I do uh, have Santa cast. That is played by Eric Roberts.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: The big reveal, Eric Roberts, he's been in a ton of those Hallmark movies. Yes. But he was also uh, Fal- Falcone in the Dark Knight movies, mm-hmm. um, or in, in at least Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. he was, as well as a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, you, if you don't recognize the name, you definitely will recognize the actor. Yes. So they're fighting. It's James Vanderbeek and Eric Roberts. Lovely. And, uh, and Santa gets the better of him. And, like, knocks him out, and, uh, and then when they wake up, he's in a bed, like, not tied up, he's in, like, a bed that's way too small for him, Mm uh, and he's, like, in Santa's, like, workshop, and there's, like, elves that are, uh, you know, bigger than you think elves would be, but they're still, they're still, like, smaller, and then there's Santa, who's, like, not big himself, he's just a chub, Mm -hmm. a big old chub, but it's clearly, like, fake padding on Eric Roberts, because he's not a chubby dude, no, and, uh. Santa starts this long monologue about the fact that like he knew this day would come that one of his people would come to try to take the technology back, but he won't let them do that. Not with what they had planned. And, um, you know, he, he used their, their, their weapon for good, not evil. And, Mm -hmm. you know, humans confused and come to find out his species wasn't dying. That's a thing that they've been saying for hundreds of years as an excuse for, to basically enslave their own people. Um, and what it really is, is that they had created this technology so they can take over the universe. Um, and it's a technology that they'd be able to like get to any point at any period of time. And they could have massive, like armies of spaceships be able to invade within a split second across the galaxy. Okay. And so Santa being the warm hearted person that he is decided to steal the prototype, uh, so that th- the galaxy was safe. Right. And, uh, and he was the one that created the technology too. Wow. Santa, Santa was so so he was gone, so the people couldn't recreate it, and the prototype was gone. And uh, he didn't want to be an Oppenheimer character, you know. Like he didn't want to be regretful of his creation. And uh, so now that Hugh Mann realizes that like his people are safe, uh, they they're not you know they're not going to die without this technology, and this technology is being used for goods. So he has no reason to steal it anymore. And he can fully embrace the spirit of Christmas, uh, and and he changes his tune. And there's this moment of that Eliza realizes that that he is an alien, but he's like a good alien. And uh, Santa's also an alien, and he's real. And like she's really fucking freaked out about it. Yeah,
2: that's so much information. That's a lot
0: of information. Not only is Santa real, but also aliens are real, and also the dude that you were making out with in a snowbank with a bunch of uh Dog. of huskies, yeah, uh, is an alien as well, uh, the first dude that you've kissed since your husband died.
2: Jesus.
0: And, uh, and so she's a little weirded out, but, like, he was super into it. He's like, cool, well, like, I'm cool with sticking around then, like, because fuck my, like, government that sent me out to, like, murder Santa and steal his technology. Like, I'm with Santa on this one. Like, this makes way more sense. I've felt the Christmas spirit and the good that humanity has, and I'm super down with that. Like, that's, that's, that's soup's chill god and uh and yeah even eliza's like soup chill don't just don't
2: you must be pulling my leg again
0: you're pulling my leg and he's like ha 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 <laughs> also i really want james vanderbeek to play this as wooden as humanly possible yes please like he doesn't have any kind of like human like, human human uh like characteristics at all
2: i also need a secondary character of Hugh-manity.
0: humanity. humanity <laughs> that's that's his pet actually his pet manatee he has this <laughs> Manatee that just lays in the snow and like makes terrible moaning noises because it's dying because it's yeah, not. I
2: don't think they're supposed to be there. It's
0: not supposed to be there. Yeah. So that's a, a added mm-hmm. feature. Yeah, a I think bonus that's feature. That, that's a bonus feature that's in the uh, director's cut. This <laughs> humanity.
2: That is a cinematic experience. Yeah. I was not ready for all that. Yeah, I didn't uh, go as detailed as you did. <laughs> now I feel like maybe I should have.
0: <laughs> no, I think I went too far.
2: <laughs> Yours was. Yours is ready to be made tomorrow. <laughs> it's
0: got all the bases covered. Mm-hmm. You've got the widow, you've mm-hmm. got the precocious child, you've mm-hmm. got the warm, loving, playful and goofy grandfather. Yeah. You've got the kind of weirdo love interest that mm-hmm. isn't quite real. Like it was it, it, he's not like a nutcracker that comes to life yeah. or a fucking ghost in a B and B. But he is an alien. Yep. So, yeah, it can be super. And you've got
2: the bland female character. A
0: bland female character that has no characteristics whatsoever None. of her own besides the fact that she's this tragic character whose husband died. Yep. And that's it. And that's... she likes Christmas. And she likes Christmas and dogs. Yep. Cool. Yeah.
2: Woo. She sounds like a dream.
0: Total dream. And then you've got like a fist fight with Santa. Wow. Great. Super great. Um, And then, and also like just added bonus, you've got like a laser fight, like right at the beginning of the movie. Amazing. You've got spaceships.
2: I would watch it. Yeah. 10 out of 10.
0: So, Mar Vista, mm-hmm. more like Mars Vista, because we're talking about space.
2: Oh, fuck. Now they're never going to do it. Yeah,
0: probably not. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing. So, that is my uh, grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. You love it?
2: Yes. Thank you. All right. So, thank you for sharing that with me.
0: Candace Cameron, mm-hmm. reach out to me. I'll punch out a script real quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll get with your people at Mar Vista. Mm hmm. Get this knocked out for 2021.
2: Yep. Say a prayer about it. Make it happen.
0: Absolutely have to. <laughs> we need this to happen.
2: I do. It's for me, Cameron- Candace.
0: Okay. So we are at the point now where normally we'd do like mashups or something like that. Yeah. But I think in the spirit of the holiday, mm-hmm. and this is not rehearsed, we haven't talked about this before okay. at all, but instead of a mashup, because how do you mash up something with a Hallmark movie? Right. I think more to the point would be, what do you mash up with Christmas? Like what non-Christmas property of TV or film would you make into a Christmas movie or TV show? Okay. I I, I can throw out a couple ideas. Yes, please. Okay. So, what if Cheers mm-hmm. was a bar in the North Pole? Ooh, okay. And like, you have all the characters being basically the same characters but they're elf versions, like Cliff, who's the mailman, Yep. is the guy that handles all the notes, all the letters to Santa. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he's bogged the fuck down. Yeah. So he drinks a lot. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like, oh, it, and it's eggnogs instead of beers. Yep. You know, Norm comes in and it's like, Norm, and he's like, grab me an eggnog. and Perfect. And it's just cheers with all the same tropes and everything, except it's set in the North Pole with elves. I love that. Yeah.
2: What if Shit's Creek was that the Rose family, rather than like being kicked out of their like moneyed lifestyle, was kicked out of the North Pole? where they were, like, upper echelon North Pole citizens. And so they're always referencing how they know Santa. <laughs> oh, that's
0: amazing. I would love that.
2: <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, yeah, all right. and But they, like, reference all of these, like, obscure elves and weird, like, elf orgies, <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: And you can have, like, an open mic night mm-hmm. at a local, like, I don't know, apothecary. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And one of them goes up and starts singing, like, an acoustic version of Let It Snow, but it's, like, June. Right. So everybody's really confused. (laughs) But everyone gets really into it. And they move to, say, a town that doesn't normally like Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah. The Uh, town with no Christmas.
0: The town with no Christmas. So by the time it gets... And they get there in, like, June. Yeah. So by the time it gets to Christmas time, people have, like, warmed up to them and everything. And they start to really, like, celebrate Christmas. And they become, like, they make this town into, like, one of the most, like, Christmassy towns ever.
2: And speaking of which, if you wanted to do a film version... It could be Footloose, but instead of the town with no dancing, it's the town with no Christmas. Wow. And I'm into he, it. like loves Christmas.
0: I'm into it. Me that's, too. that's fucking great. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. We have one thing left. The trailer? The, the trailers. Oh, I'm ready. So clearly we, we only have one version apiece, so I'll be doing Grandpa Got Run Over by a Spaceship. You've got a COVID Christmas Change of Heart. I do. Is your trailer there. So it is. Let me get the music queued up.
1: After being royally embarrassed by her cheating boyfriend, <laughs> Meghan <laughs> trades in Prince Edward for Prince Charming. Or is he? Catherine Heigl plays our unlucky-in-love heroine, who's wondering, is there a possibility for love during the time of COVID? Join us in a COVID Christmas change of heart only on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. To find out if it'll be Hot Widow Ryan, played by Barry Watson, or his bad boy, COVID-positive brother Keith, played by Joey Lawrence, at 8, 7 Central.
0: Yay! Yay! I saw, yeah, you just definitely worked with the wordplay on that one a little bit. Oh,
2: much, many (laughs)
0: wordplays. Much wordplays. Many laugh. I
2: hope. I hope many laugh.
0: Let's see. I've got my uh, my sci-fi soon to be classic here.
2: Definitely a Christmas must watch.
0: All right. Well, let's get this going. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Grandpa got run over by a spaceship.
2: Can't wait.
1: In the great white north lies a family that has been struck by tragedy, and it takes. One man, One man that's out, out of this world to turn <laughs> things around. This, this holiday season, join Hugh Mann, played, man, played by James Vanderbeek, as he learns about, about Christmas, Christmas and about love. Meet Eliza Snow, Snow a, widow a widow trying to raise a son with the help of her wild and weird father, Grandpa Walt, played by Henry Winkler. <laughs> Eliza Snow, Campus Cameron, Finds love in the weirdest places. A man that crashed into her barn in a spaceship. And together, they take a trip to the North Pole to find Santa, the alien. This Christmas season, watch a movie that's out of this world. Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. This Thursday during 12 Days of Christmas on the Hallmark Channel. Nice. Yay.
2: I don't think I said a single thing about Christmas in my trailer.
0: Oh, no. You were just like, fuck Christmas. Fuck
2: Christmas. <laughs> now, I
0: also didn't say anything about Santa played by Eric Roberts. No. Um. So, yeah, who knows? We're not good at the trailers thing, which would we be kind of not... helpful for a show where that's like the whole climax of Every the- Every
2: single time I come on the show, I'm always like, man, should have written down my trailer. Sure didn't. <laughs>
0: I'm at 60-something, maybe 70-something of these episodes now, mm-hmm. and I I don't think once wrote, have written out the trailer, so nope. I think that's more, well, A, I'm lazy, yeah, but also B, because it just makes any of my guests that do write out the trailer immediately better than me. True. So it's helpful.
2: And then I'm on the show, and you're like, whew, got that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fucking nailed that shit.
2: I think that present me has so much confidence in future me. Totally unfounded, but also, like, inspirational. But I really (laughs) think that future me is going to be so much better than present me.
0: I run into that with the trailers all the time. It's like that whole thing. If you're thinking about a song that you want to sing and in your brain, you can Mm -hmm. rock that song so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I also apparently know martial arts in my head. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, like, in the world where, like, physics is involved, doesn't Mm -hmm. really work quite as well. Yep. So one of those as also with the trailers of being like "Oh, I'm going to nail this I'm, I'm so off the cuff I can totally nail a trip uh, there's a guy and he does stuff yeah. and the, you're just <laughs> trying so if you want to try your hand at a, at a great idea for a future smack my pitch up episode uh, th- go ahead leave a trailer for what you want to uh, oh hear please. Uh, I'll, I'll fucking play it on an episode especially a Hallmark trailer a Hallmark trailer would be amazing uh, additionally if yeah let us know what you want to hear on future episodes what you liked about previous episodes who you liked that you heard on an episode, so I can make sure that they return in the not too distant future. Uh, definitely join our social media. All that stuff's at gui guipodcast.com. Rate, review, subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and can review and all that stuff. Apple Podcasts or uh, also Podchaser is a great place to leave reviews for this or any of the other shows on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. Speaking of other shows on the network, you've got a little show with a little shitty co-host, but oh god, he's the worst. I'm trying to replace him. That's fair.
2: Like any day now, I've got many, many prospects. Many so, prospects. Many prospects. <laughs> <laughs> so one of these days I'll have a better co-host, but for right now it's Mike the Hobbit. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Deeply Upsetting, and it is.
0: Very upsetting. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting.
2: It's pretty fucked, but so, we
0: love it. To the point where every single episode, each of us upsets the other one oh, at one point. every time. Every single time. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a very good time.
2: It's our fucked up little love child, and we love her.
0: Uh, even, even though we have to lock it in the attic most of the time and keep most it away the from time. visitors yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it
2: hisses at people it does.
0: <laughs> you never, never a love child that hisses at people it's bitey oh no so listen to that bitey podcast definitely also available at guipodcast.com or anywhere you get your shows mm-hmm. and great uh, reviews subscribe on that one as well as uh, smack my pitch up and we'll find you next time here for another uh, reboot, remake, or reimagining in the world of, uh, of, of this uh, network here. So, thank you so much for listening. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got Pitch snapped.
1: gui GUIPodcast.com <laughs>
0: Coming straight from the mouths of Madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We
1: fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness.
0: Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here. That's right, The Geek Father asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry.